Hi, I'm Alexis Jenkins, one of the co-founders of Burgundy Fox, an e-commerce lingerie company and lifestyle brand. There are plenty of ups and downs while building a company. One of the hardest parts is moving past the limitations we make for ourselves and allow this journey to feel seamless. Welcome to Seamless, a podcast by Burgundy Fox. We're going to interview leading creative thinkers and entrepreneurs in beauty, business, and technology. Straight from the horse's mouth, you'll hear how they pushed boundaries, discovered more about themselves, and share where they are in this journey called life. Here's this week's episode. Today, we're sitting down with Jenny Rayu, a native from Paris. Jenny is a curve model, fashion columnist, and publicist. Jenny was the cover model for various publications across the globe. In 2014, Jenny became the new face of the Couture for Everybody campaign, shot by Holly West for Pin of Girl Clothing, marking her professional modeling debut. That experience triggered Jenny's desire to create a more custom ad campaign for brands and designers, branding herself not only as a curve model, but also as a creative director doing brand management with her PR company, Ooh La La PR. We get into everything with Jenny in this episode, from her beginnings and building a brand, all the way to just how Instagram influences us. So buckle in, it's going to be a great episode. Hey guys, it is Alexis. I am so excited to uh, be recording this uh, episode because I'm I'm kind of fangirling right now. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to be really cool and nonchalant. I don't know how that's going, but um, I'm sitting down with Jenny. How do you pronounce your last name? I'm sorry. I guess Ryu. Ryu. Yeah, okay. that's, that's okay. how you guys say, so, say yes, it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sitting down with Jenny Ryu. She is a badass, pardon my French, but not really, um, <laughs> model, um, Instagram influencer. She's a former opera singer. Um, she, there's just so much depth and and history with jenny that we're going to dive right into but um thank you jenny for joining us and we're sitting in a very close space <laughs> right now we're at the way it's very yeah we're getting we're, we're gonna know each other real well after this <laughs> but we're at the wing in a phone booth and i'm just so thrilled that you're here to join us thank you it's my pleasure thank you for having me absolutely so okay i want to there's so much i want to dig in with you okay but the first thing i want to kind of talk about is your love of opera oh my god you know I grew up in Paris and uh, I used to watch The Bodyguard you know the movie where Girl. <laughs> as we all did yes, yes. With me and uh, Whitney he's not the same birthday by the way oh my god nice. she's so missed I feel like she, she was is. gone too soon oh, but oh, sure. you know I, I remember watching her on this movie and she was singing and acting and I wondered oh my god how can I like how can I learn to do that as well? And that's when I signed up at the conservatory in my hometown in Belize, and I started, um, you know, taking on, uh, oh my God, uh, opera lessons and things like that. And because I wanted to get the technicality exactly. behind singing, it was not just like, okay, let me just sing like her. Right, you know, exactly. you kind of have to learn. You do. You have to learn yeah. the breathing. You have to learn where, how your diaphragm works and how much air yes. to let in. And uh, yeah, spend a whole year with a dictionary on my belly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you learn how to breathe, yeah. and 
the good thing about that is that you can apply it to so many things, right? It's like you just you rediscover that when you take yoga classes mm-hmm. or when you're trying to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about that breathing. Yes. But opera is means a lot to me because it's hard work you know it's like i said there's like a lot of technique behind it there's a lot of years of practice and dedication into learning how to read music which is still a challenge for me i mean i was never really good at reading um music but there was just something about opera the honesty and the the drama i was gonna say the drama and the passion behind it i mean i i had the privilege of going to my first opera, I think it was like two years ago in San Francisco, oh, and I cried. Beautiful. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, and I, I, what I was told is, you know, you have one of two reactions. You either really love it. Yes. Or it, it's like you were looking for intermission <laughs> and you're not coming back, like you're looking to get out. And I, I cried and I was so surprised. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. What did you see? I can't even remember. Oh, you have to see Carmen, which is my all-time favorite opera. And every time I see it, I just, I'm just bawling. It just just rocks. It's just beautiful because it's a strong, empowering um, opera to see, you know, staring a woman, you know, and she's so strong and you can... All women could relate to her, so it's it's my all-time favorite, for sure. I, I love that. And so... Fast forward, mm-hmm. you have you have this performance mm-hmm. kind of in, in your background. Mm-hmm. You you studied, I believe, in, in France, and then you came mm-hmm. to New York and yes. as well studied. And then what brought you into the lingerie sphere? Like, <laughs> why did you decide, okay, let me just, like, start loving my body, putting this right. on, and, and then not only, like, putting on lingerie, but like, right. let me then take it a step further and show it to the world. Right. Like, let's just like, <laughs> take this intimate thing and like, put myself out there. Right. So, you know, it's very interesting because I never plan on being a, a lingerie model, but I do think there were signs in a way because when I went to performing arts school in mm-hmm. New York, almost a decade ago, um, I was cast in a play called Intimate Apparel, oh which is so oh so hilarious by Lynn Nottage, I believe. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, beautiful play, and uh, yeah, it's it's funny because I didn't think too much about it, but I, I knew I love you know creating a character through wearing garments and and things like that. It's always been a part of me, you know. The whole okay, this is my foundation, this is my character, and. I think it translates a lot in the work that I do as a as a lingerie model. You know, it's like I'm always kind of trying to tell a story, even in lookbooks that I shoot for brands and things like that. It's always very personal. You know, I, I choose the brands that I work with, and I have to agree with their ethics and mm-hmm. their values and, and also... Yeah, there's just something really intimate about it, and that's what I like about it. You're because right. I'm I'm putting myself vulnerable for the world to see every time, and I share that, you know, with my followers. Um, and I'm so excited because I have so many women like you, you know, that I'm able to connect with, and we share our stories. So for mm-hmm. me, it's not I have no issues with you know showing myself so undressed. Right. Because, I mean, when we're born, we're born naked, you know, I really feel like there is like a lot of uh, stigma as far as like, oh, this this is too sexy Mm -hmm. or, you know, and 
you know, there's always a, a fine line and everybody has to find out for themselves. I'm not judging anyone. Right. But um, yeah, with lingerie, it's like, it's very intimate and you know, you can't really cheat. You can't really hide. No. Yeah. No. It's you. It's just you. It's just you. Yeah. It's you in, in the skin that you're in. Yes. And what's what I love about following you in particular is that every image that you put out there, not only is it flawless, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's something where in your eyes, you're like, you're strong. You know, the piece is, of course, beautiful, right? Whatever you're Thank putting you. on, it's, it's gorgeous. But it's like, in your eyes, you are strong, you're confident, you're mm-hmm. wearing it. It mm-hmm. is not wearing you. Right. And I think that's really important um, in fashion, in any, whether it's intimate apparel, pants, shoes. Like, I always feel like the item, you should be wearing it. It should not be this, like... Well, I, I think this is what it's supposed to look like. Right, right. It, it's all yeah. kind of cross good. And so I, I really respect that. I have... Oh, thank you. So much. So, okay. You... Would you consider yourself an influencer? Like You know, I mean, I guess I am a mid-level influencer at this point. I almost have uh, 35,000 followers on, on Instagram and about the same amount on Facebook and on my website. It's, it goes up to uh, like 100K or something total, which is mind-blowing. So cool. You know, like from starting this four years ago. I mean, it's like it's, it's been intense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I am. But, you know, for me, it's like I'm just a person. You know, I'm just trying to be a creative person in yeah. my year. And if people like it or they relate to it, they want to follow me, that's great. If not, I will continue create because mm. that's a, I, that's a need. Well, you that's know? the performer in you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's, it that's, is. That's yeah. exactly what's driving you. And so yes. let's talk about the transition, right? Yeah. From you know being an influencer to you're a model, right? You I guess. A, yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, you're you're a model. I don't know what what terms you do. You like to to call yourself a curve model? Do you like to call yourself a plus size model? Like what? You know, it's. Thank you for asking this because years ago I actually gave an interview about this and I wanted to define myself as a curve model because at the time, you know, I'm still considered an in-between. I'm like mm-hmm. between a size 12 or 14 and I still feel like I don't really belong to, you know, either the plus size community or the regular, the straight size community. So I'm just like, I'm just, I guess I'm just going to call myself a model. It's just so hard so because hard. you always and have to define are, yourself. I, that's what I was going to say. Yes. People are so into placing a label yes. and I'm sure even more so in, in oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. world and industry, it's like, well, what are you? you know? Right. And, and you are a woman of color. So it's like, right. all right, we could check that off. But right. then like, what else? Yeah. What else? I mean, it's like, I guess it all depends on people's opinion. And I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm just me, but I guess, I guess I'm a model or a curve model, like plus model, what, whatever, whatever works. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not offended. Yes. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. And so as you are modeling, what is that experience like? So are mm-hmm. you doing it on your own? Do you have an age? Like, how does that even start? Okay, so I mean it started four years ago when I I started my account on Instagram and you know I I just had like a thousand followers Mm -hmm. at the time and right away I said maybe I should reach out to brands you know to Mm -hmm. see if I can like uh, create some collaborations and and, uh, yeah try and do this thing and then surprisingly I started having brands you know responding to me oh yeah we'd love to collaborate and you know at first I was doing it for free where I would get you know free clothing and mm-hmm. then I would shoot content and they would use the images and I would get like to build up my wardrobe essentially right. Right. and uh, that was cool and then little by little you know I didn't 
like start off as a lingerie model right away. Right, I was a pinup model. Okay. So that was the and foundation. For those that don't know, what what is a pinup model yeah. exactly? Well, you know, like being in LA, there is a, a huge rockabilly scene. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's mind blowing. It's like I don't think we have it like this anywhere else. Maybe mm-hmm. England, I think they have it in London mm-hmm. or something. But you have a lot of people who love vintage, you know, from like the 30s, 20s, 30s, up to the 1960s, Mm -hmm. and it's very specific like that. And for me, what I loved about uh, being a pinup model was how much they embrace women of all sizes and colors. Yes. And I said, this is great because I can just be me, basically. And I don't have to worry about fitting in. The really cool vintage hair. Yes, yes. I I love that. I love that that it gives you this this look that's like kind of old-fashioned, but at the same time, the the clothes fit right. You Mm -hmm. know, everything is high waist and, and, you know, curve hugging and whatnot. And the lingerie, I mean, the lingerie is everything, too. Right. (laughs) You you look at women like Betty Page or... Uh, Marilyn Monroe, or even my favorite, Sophia Loren, you know, I mean, uh, it's the epiphany of uh, femininity, mm-hmm. and I, I just wanted to be some, someone like that, you know, yeah. because I, I don't know, there's just something about it, because you're doing it for yourself, mm-hmm. so it's really empowering, I'm not doing it to necessarily entertain, I mean, if people are entertained, that's cool, <laughs> but well, that's a double I'm kind of having fun right. here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, for me, it's, it's, all about that. So I don't know if I lost your question. Um, so so the, yeah, yeah, you're a pinup model. Yes. And and you're reaching. You're being proactive. Yes, you're, absolutely. You're not waiting for anyone exactly. to knock, knock, knock. Like, oh my God! I used right. to be like this when I moved to LA almost a decade ago to be mm-hmm. an actress. Okay. You know, I I mean, I did produce. I did have that drive because mm-hmm. I produced my own cabaret show for four years, The Lady in Red. Yeah. Again, it was about being empowered, being a strong woman who had moved from Paris to LA, and so I did that. Um, But what I realized is that you have to be proactive, especially in those times and days with social media, there is no excuse for you to be sitting on your bum and just wait for the the phone to ring. You know, you have everything that's available to you to create your own work. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, if you have an iPhone, you know, you can produce videos with 4K quality. For real, I mean, it's nuts. This was not like that before. No, no, you know, not at all. So when people say oh, I don't know how to do this, just do it. Right. You know, well, Google it first yeah, and then take it from there. Right. Yeah, you do your research, of course, and you try to build that up. You know, and I think also with the work that I've been doing uh, with my first official job as a model, so that was for a body positive campaign for pin up girl clothing. And that was back in 2014, so that was almost four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that kind of defined the direction in which I wanted to go because mm-hmm. I loved that they were all about female empowerment mm-hmm. and supporting women and just owning being you right. and celebrating that for yourself, not right. for anybody else. And uh, from that point, you know, I did um, I did a lot of collaboration for clothing brands first, and then I jump into lingerie modeling because in 2013 so a little bit before that i was diagnosed with fibroids and i had a lot of them since i can it's always an emotional place because you know it's it's inside of you and it was painful so Mm -hmm. physically painful i went through a lot of hormonal treatments and that changed me and you know i had to have the surgery and um after i came out of this some something clicked you know i was kind of like rediscovering my body and 
Right. And you know, I I found healing through wearing lingerie. I don't know if it sounds cliche or no, anything, but I, I don't think that's cliche. Okay. I think that's empowering, I, and yeah. I, I think that's also rare because you right. could have gone in any other direction, oh, right? Totally, yeah. And because intimate apparel is so intimate, it's it is so it's nerve wracking. I'm gonna be yes. honest. It's even as someone. I mean, I'm a co-founder of a, a lingerie like intimate apparel company, and it's it's nerve wracking because it's it's your body. It's something that you kind of struggle as women and I'll speak for myself as, as a young girl I struggled with most of my life accepting okay. the way I look and how it's changing and also knowing as a woman that my body's going to constantly be changing yes right like yes. it's I'm not the same double zero that I was in you know eighth grade now right. well something else going on yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's constantly growing and I feel I feel my hips mm-hmm. growing, and it can be painful. And right. Like, All right. This is it's this is what's happening. It's okay. Like you're just gonna go with it. There are pants that I don't fit. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You get rid of it, right? I'm not someone yeah. that like keeps it in my closet to hope for one day. No, I live in New York. Space is limited. What What's the get point of that? Right. Yeah. You know, I have to say I've learned to do that a lot. Uh, disposing of clothing that no longer fits or even donating I donate a lot I donate a lot too like I do that maybe four or five times a year because I receive so much stuff except for the lingerie I have yeah. a, ha- a really hard time you gotta keep it yes I almost feel like you should archive it I wanted to do that actually I wanted to start doing that just to help women where it's not just about me you know mm-hmm. and maybe take pictures of my collection so that they have kind of like um a place to refer from exactly. and you know as far as like shopping oh those are yes. like full best brands or yes. uh, full figure brands yes. and things like that but my friend from the lingerie addict does that really well so I wonder if you know my uh, perspective would be interesting because she's she does a really fine work fine job doing that absolutely I feel like you should absolutely do it so <laughs> that is that's a that's amazing and so you're modeling mm-hmm. you have a unique look as a, as a pinup model oh thank you and so how do you translate that to your brand? Because I think you're very unique, right? You work with a lot of different brands, yes. but then you are your own. I mean, you're yeah. you're a boss. So <laughs> how how did you discover what your brand is? How did because you spoke about po- yeah. body positivity yeah. and that resonated. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so funny because when I started being a part of the body positive scene, I mm-hmm. saw different perspectives from different women. You right. see a lot of different types and different uh, people dealing with. Uh, the topic differently. Yes. Everything different. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of different. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, I think it's a very personal journey. It's like I didn't plan on doing it the way that I did. It just happened organically mm-hmm. through my working on my craft and what I like personally. Mm. You know, this is the power of doing what I do is that I, I really choose the brands that I want to work with like I, I, I'm very selective I don't work with everyone I've had brands you know in the past mm-hmm. that have reached out and said we want to work together and then I, I look at their stuff and I realize this is not me and I think also uh, the people who follow me know that I'm right. not just gonna endorse like you're not gonna see me like do uh, what is it like the the tea thing to lose belly fat or whatever. the fit tea yep, yep, this, yep, this yep, is yep. bad yeah and i see a lot of you know influencers doing that and i'm just not into it for full transparency <laughs> i have tried that oh you right have before my wedding holy it smokes. works i'm works in like i'm using air quotes <laughs> right now for those that can't see it's not 
I also wasn't using it to lose weight. I was trying right. to see like what the hype is about. Okay. Right. Okay. And you go to the bathroom a lot. Oh my god. But I'm also someone that doesn't. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. Oh yeah. So it's so it has caffeine. Right, it has caffeine in it. Oh, so that would be good. Right. Yeah. And my energy is feeling different. And my skin's looking different. It wasn't necessarily for me, but. To your point, you see so much of that type of content and lifestyle yes. on Instagram that yes. I'm like drawn to it. Like I felt like a sucker. Like I, I purchased it, I did the 14 day, and I was uh-huh. just like, okay. And, and it's no disrespect to fatigue. I, I think if it works for you, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and keep going with it. But for me, it was such a. I, I recognize, like, uh, this isn't for me uh-huh. on two parts. One, I'm not, like, this isn't a healthy way to get healthy. Yeah, right. exactly. And secondly, yeah. it's I I bought it because I saw it on like three people's Instagrams, and like at the end of the day, they're like strangers. Mm-hmm. Why am I taking their word for yeah. it? And their body also doesn't look like mine, so it's gonna right. be a different reaction. So that it's funny that. But I that. think you know you have to be careful uh, what you're endorsing, and it's very tempting, you know, because you know a lot of brands. You know, once you start establishing yourself, you're gonna have a lot of brands reaching out to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to promote just about anything. Right. But I feel very strongly about what my purpose is and mm. you know what my content should be and what I stand for and there's no way I would be promoting this <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so as as your brand is developing yes in like a sentence uh-huh. what is your brand well I mean my brand really it's about being who you are mm-hmm. at that moment mm. and it's gonna be different you know as you yes. go through life yes. you know you go through, I don't know, pregnancies, divorces, right. or marriages, moves, whatever, everything, yeah. you know, everything that you go through in life. And I came up with that hashtag, you know, a few years ago, own who you are, because I really feel like it could be about anyone, not just, you know, just for curvy girls or thin girls. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a global term because it, it I, I really feel like it captures uh, your evolution through time and so at the moment you know I do a lot of lingerie modeling and it's it's very much vintage inspired still mm-hmm. but you know what about tomorrow I don't know about tomorrow right. I don't know who I'm gonna be well and that's you know? so key what you said in this moment yes right this moment it's this moment is this moment yes the next will be the next yes. and there's a future that we don't even see yet. exactly and uh, you know on my account I think also since 2018 I think I started sharing more versatile versatility you know you know with different campaigns like I had this one campaign with Bloom Bras that was more about you know kind of like a Wonder Woman feel mm-hmm. which is sort of vintage but not so much you know like I wanted to do more sportswear and why do I have to limit myself right so it's kind of right. difficult when you're asking me what is my brand I, I want to say it's 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 kind of hard to define it's like in, it's me in that moment right it's like right. I can be well, something that and that's the definition yeah. right yeah it's, it's how how you feel how yeah. you're envisioning yeah. this moment to be right and and the next moment will come and that's what it'll be yeah and you know of course the core of who I am you know I, I don't think I'm that much different from the nine-year-old girl who was dreaming of <laughs> moving to the U.S. I'm, I'm a free spirit, mm-hmm. you know. I like to go after uh, what I want, and I don't like being told what to do. So those are things that are not going to change, and you're still going to see that nature, mm-hmm. you know. But my nature is going to transcend, I think, uh, in the kind of shoots that I decide to set my mind on. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a tough question. What yeah. is your brand? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is, and it's, it's something 
understand, you know, uh, we constantly discuss, we yeah. we know who we are and we know who we want to be. Right. And that's why I like your sentence where it's, it's of the moment and the moments yeah. can change. And so with your brand yes. and with your presence, I feel like you have such a large team. Like, I feel like you've got a lot of, like, minions or people kind of... So how did you... How did... How are you moving from like this freelance yeah. modeling mm-hmm. to owning you own your own PR company? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean that became um, how to say it made sense, you know, because mm-hmm. about two years ago I was also handling other brands' social media. Oh so, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like because I realized, oh, I guess I have a skill for marketing and branding at large, like finding a brand's identity or mm-hmm. someone's identity. I've actually had some followers telling me, "Oh, can you help me build up my brand?" You know, it's like I mean that could be like another career right, right. there, but it's it's also so draining. But mm-hmm. that's that's how everything started. About two years ago, I uh, I handled the PR of a couple of brands, uh, mm-hmm. repro brands, and. From that, I realized, well, I need to make this official. You know, I'm getting paid to do that, so I need to start my own PR company. Yes. So I started Ulala PR. Yeah. And there's just something about having your own business, right? My mom did it when she was older. She was in her 40s, I think. And, you know, I did it in my 30s, and I just realized this is the way to go. This is how you take control of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just wait for to get discovered. I think I wrote that somewhere recently in my notes mm-hmm. that it used to be my dream. You know, I remember being a kid and hoping to get discovered by an I agent. I know, I know. I had that too, like yeah. going to the mall or something, right. like walking around you eating hear those ice stories. You hear it, you hear it all the time. Right. And like, well, when is that day for me? And yeah. then you realize like, well, if you really want it, you gotta go get it and yeah especially today i feel like you know anybody can be a model today i mean i want to say you have to have the will and you have to build up a portfolio and all of that but if you want to i really feel like you can make something of yourself but it's you have to be really extremely driven and this has got to be you know in your heart Mm. you know i don't do this to become a superstar or anything like that i do it out of passion and because it's a need like we said earlier and and so the company is great you know uh to introduce myself to brands when i'm Mm -hmm. pitching myself to brands you know with my assistant and things like that and they look at you a different way it's so funny how when you have a company people look at you differently i mean and i hate it to be honest with you because why can't they respect someone for what they can bring to the table? Mm, why are this? Right. right. Why do I need to have a company under my belt so that I can be taken seriously? But that's mm. that's the way things work. You know, that's right. why models have agents. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you're seeing it firsthand because you, in the beginning of your career, you were, you know, reaching out and, and doing it yourself and being an influencer. And right. now you've taken it to a whole new level. I guess. No, seriously. <laughs> to, I mean, to, to start your own PR, company and yeah. not only build and, and create and filter your brand but then to go to others yeah. and say like hmm this is who you are right this is the voice you should right. use I mean that's that's a very powerful because in my opinion it's a very oh, powerful position to be in and I think you'll learn and you probably are so much more yeah it's it, it also gives you a sense of responsibility and it makes you realize it's a business, right? I mean, it's like I know there are a lot of influencers that do that for fun, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, early on I realized, oh, I, you know, I'm getting solicitations, you know, right. to shoot things. 
I, sh I better look into that and find out what my worth is. I think mm -hmm. it's very important. Well, what was that process like for you? Um, you know, I made a lot of mistakes because, like I said, you know, I started out, you know, receiving a lot of free clothing and mm -hmm. things like that. And it's very easy. Oh, um, you get caught up real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I love clothes. So I don't, <laughs> don't we all? I don't get caught up real quick. The thing is, like, I got burned out so many times receiving a lot. And then they were expecting all that content. I said that need to be more disciplined and not... But you know, it's kind of tricky because when you're pitching, you don't know who's going to say yes. Right. So you just right. keep pitching so until you book something. Right. Right. But um, I, I forgot your question. So, so the process of, of you uh, f figuring out your worth. Well, I mean, to me, it's been about looking how my content has evolved. Like, I feel like from where I started, you know, four years ago to what I do now, I mean, I, you know, I build up mood boards and I figure out the identity of a brand. I'm not just going to shoot, I don't know, with you're a pink wall. Right. Yeah, if yeah. you're into black and white, you mm -hmm. know, so it's like I pay attention to who I'm working with. And I create something that's personalized and also in accordance to you know what what, what I like to do as well. Do. So yeah. it sounds like there's there's a research yes. point, then oh, yeah. there's a planning stage, yes. then there's an execution and yeah. a delivery. So there is that. There is also my reach. You know, I was looking at the stats from Forecard, which is a, an influencer platform that I encourage a lot of influencers mm -hmm. to join Great. because they really evaluate and they break down you know your following and you know do you have more women following you or more guys and uh, how is the interaction and so from that I realized oh my god I'm getting all those comments this mm -hmm. feedback th those likes uh, so that's something that a brand is looking for they're looking for exposure mm -hmm. and so for that I think you know you should get paid for that if you Absolutely. can if you can create their content and it matches their identity if you're giving them exposure and then on top of it you're promoting it you know left and right, right. I mean th that's kind of what I'm offering right now, I feel like, you know, I should get paid for that. <laughs> yeah, because it's a lot of work, it's you know. Sometimes, just, you know, shooting a campaign, just to give you an idea, you know, from the moment you pitch to the follow-up emails, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Sometimes they know they want to work with you right away, so they reach out. But I usually go after the clients that I want to work with, mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of uh, jabbing <laughs> and then aside from that you know once you book the job you have to figure out I have to figure out I should say I because really it's me mm -hmm. it's my personal experience right. but really it's a lot of planning figuring out okay I have the concept sometimes I'm so um, exhausted mm -hmm. mentally because I have all those concepts you know right. running through my mind so it's like it's a lot more than just being a model it's also being a creative director right and I was going to say too it's a lot more than just holding your phone and clicking oh right? yeah right there's there's so much more oh my gosh, work yeah. that goes and I think that's what sometimes is uh, forgotten that behind the scenes yeah, people, people don't see that. People don't see that, but they see the beauty. Yes, they and, and beauty. you know, it's kind of my fault in the sense because I'm not going around and documenting, okay, so I just woke up. I would have to do like a reality TV show and I, I don't like it. <laughs> because I mean, it's, I don't feel like people, in a way, they need to see some of the reality. So I started doing those vlogs, you know, in my Insta story where I'm like sharing how I feel about things. And sometimes I would post it in my main feed, you know, a specific topic. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about posting one about not... Um, basically telling people not to feel like they have to be liked 
to be relevant mm -hmm. because in our society today if you don't have likes or if you don't post you don't exist Facts. And I think it's really it's fucked, fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, because there are a lot of people out there who are amazing. Okay, and I don't know, they're social workers. They, I you think. know, they do really difficult jobs, and they're not in the limelight, so they don't exist. And yeah. I, I hate that. I hate that too. And or they're not, they're they're busy, or they're not interested in participating exactly. in the same way that we are participating. Yeah. Right. And I think that those people, I agree with you a thousand percent. They shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. They're, they're, they're walking down their path. And I think exactly. that's also something that people forget what social media is. You know, Jenny's path is Jenny's path. Alexis's path is Alexis's path. Mm -hmm. That does not mean we need to all be on either of these paths, right? Yeah. Like, it's an individual. Our lives are individual. We come into this world not only naked, but, you know, we come into it by ourselves. Yes. You know, our mothers are there pushing us. And then, like, we're here. Yes. And at the end, we leave on our own, right? We're not mm -hmm. taking a buddy with us, whatever. And that's exactly. going to sound like a little morbid. But, no, but that's it's true. just the way life is. It's true. And I, I, I think that there's so much... Um, I, I've been reading a lot about people having digital detoxes. Oh yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I, and I, I haven't done it yet, but I, I feel I'm getting probably close to needing it. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. not normal to wake up next to my husband every morning and look at my email first. I feel like that's not, mm -hmm. I don't think that's, I mean it's normal, yes, because a lot of people are doing it, but I don't think it's right. Like. I don't think it's kosher. Also, I, I, I want to say, you know, you're a business owner like I am. Right. So, I mean, if we don't do this kind of gymnastic every day, we might be missing on jobs or something right. really crucial. And, you know, I, I guess it's the same thing when you work for a company. You know, a lot of people get consumed yeah. by their jobs. But with us, mm -hmm. uh, it's our job to kind of like set boundaries and say, okay, I'm going to put my iPhone, you know, in the living room. And not look at I it, know. you know, until I, I, I had breakfast or something. I used to do that. I used to um, yeah. charge my cell phone instead of by my bedside on my dresser, which is across the room. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was, I, I got like really anxious the first week. Like, it's so interesting. Oh my God, like what? I don't, it's the first thing that I felt myself naturally grabbing for. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, it's not even here. And then it's, okay, everything's fine. Like maybe instead of that, you should like get up and go to the bathroom or like have a glass Change of water. Change your habits. You know what because I mean? Because I feel like this technology was put on earth to mm. serve us, not the other way around. Right. And I feel like, and I see it every day, you know, like I see <laughs> the other day, I had that scene on the subway, on the New York subway mm. transit, and I was seeing everyone at the same time on their phone doing, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But it got me thinking. You know, before we would be in the moment, mm -hmm. and it's it's so interesting because I've been taking those panels uh, by Diane von Furstenberg, you know, mm -hmm. while in New York, and they were talking about that that yeah. being in the moment, like now, mm -hmm. you know, it's like it's it's hard. It's hard because you know I can't think about my phone. I can't think about what I'm going to do next. I want right. to be right, right there, there, right yeah. now with yeah. you. Yeah, and that takes a lot of uh, concentration, and uh, yeah, and that's exactly it too. I think it takes. What's so sad is if this was, you know, maybe, what, 1991, mm -hmm. 85, 87, right. I don't think it would be this hard, right? Because the no. technology wasn't there. So our exactly. brains are capable of it. Yeah. Now you're exactly right. We are serving the technology instead yes. of it having served or letting it serve us. Yes. And 
Um, I think we all, you know, it's also sad too where, you know, I could be with my parents for a weekend and I'm on my phone and they're like, well, we don't see you. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you, you but I'm, I'm working and I'm doing this and I'm doing yeah. that. And it's like, but I don't see you guys and I should uh -huh. put it down. And you are my parents. This is a, a special occasion. Enough is enough. And it's feeling comfortable in what you're saying is setting that boundary, mm -hmm. sticking to it. Yeah. And dealing with those consequences, right? So if I don't, if I don't send back a reply mm -hmm. in the first two hours, right? What's gonna happen? I, you Let know. me ask you this: What's gonna happen if you send back a reply within the next two hours? My mom, she's part of an older generation, and she's really good at saying, "I'm not doing this." So is my mom, <laughs> oh, and she's literally good to say that. Like, I don't give a. Sh and I'm like, exactly. Oh, well, I do. My, my mom, she says specifically, I'm going to do this in my own time. Right. And I love that. And I, I think that we need to take the power I back. Think, I think so too. Yeah. I think, speaking of taking the power back. Okay, so I want to tell everyone a story of, of how Jenny and I first met. And it was uh, right after the Curve trade show. Right. right? And we, were, we met at an, the lingerie selection. The lingerie selection. And we were at a talk. And... I knew who you were immediately, and I was like, oh my god. And I noticed your outfit, and you were wearing a see-through top with a purple bra, mm -hmm. and I was like, god, and she's like, this is what she looks like in real life. Like, how cool. Like, it's amazing. And then, after we had spoken, and um, I was walking out with my co-founder, I said to her, I was like, do you think Jenny's like getting catcalled right now? Like, do you think she feels okay mm -hmm. walking the street mm -hmm. by herself? And then uh, Leslie and I got into this big discussion of like wanting to to feel comfortable in doing whatever we want, mm -hmm. but having this fear mm -hmm. of like what outsiders will do. Mm -hmm. So for myself, I in college I was really experimental with my clothing and I was addicted to Sex in the City and I loved Carrie. Me too. Loved it. <laughs> I'm loved. a big Carrie Bradshaw fan. Yeah, Actually Carrie. Samantha. I mean yeah. all the women. All the women are great. I'm all like I, realistically I'm a Miranda and like I'm That's really so okay with that. My life kind of turned into a Charlotte, mostly because oh, I converted and married a Jewish man. No, you I didn't. met Kristen Davis and uh, Stanley. I keep forgetting his name. Um, mm -hmm. Carrie's best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met them at an event in LA. Oh my God, it was died. just a highlight. They were so awesome, and that was like way after the show got canceled. But right. you know, I was still, I still had like um, the butterflies. Yeah, you're yeah. a fangirl. I get, oh, of I get course, it. Of course. You were feeling the way I'm feeling right now. Oh. <laughs> so, and I remember. I remember I loved seeing Carrie in, you know, the see-through tops with the colorful bras yes, and yes. Like wearing the dresses and seeing the, and I was like, God, that is sexy. Like, yes. that is so, but then I understood the consequences right. of like having the looks and the cat calls. And so I found my, my style really changing and being, um, minimalistic, a lot of black, definitely covered. I love Still, black. Yeah, I love black yeah. and like. Still very sexy. Like I, I like showing my curves. I like, um, you know, when I go out with my girls, wearing a short dress and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But there was this moment where I was like, I can't really, I don't know how to do this anymore without mm -hmm. popping off at a construction worker or whomever that's like, hey, Shardy, no, I'm 
That's not my name. You and don't talk to me. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny because I was reading an article about women being uh, sexually harassed here in New York. And it's, I had, it's, a, it's so much. I didn't realize that because I used to live here, yeah. but um, my style was a lot different because I was like a decade ago. And uh, But in any case, I didn't. I didn't have that experience. Mm. So I said to myself, is this really a thing happening in New York? Oh, That's it's, crazy. It's a thing. It's, wow. it's a thing where, I mean, even I I lived in Jersey City a few years ago. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I mean, I, again, in super early 20s, like having a good time, whatever. And even my mailman, hey, do you want me to carry your mail up for you? The two pieces of, of trash mail that I no, wow. I don't want you carrying it up for That's me. That's insane. And it's because I'm wearing a skirt with riding boots right. and a blazer. Like I don't know, and it it mm-hmm. is this this thing, and I don't know if it's New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a metropolitan city. But you know, I mean, I was born and raised in Paris, and it's so funny because every time I visit Paris, I feel so judged and analyzed, and hmm. you know, by men or by, by women or by all, everyone, everyone. Okay. Yeah, this is just Gender a Parisian thing. Right. You know, Parisian people love staring at you, especially on the subway, and you're just kind of like, "What's going on? Like, <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening?" happening? And it's not subtle, and it, they judge. You know, it's kind of like. Um, negative and it's 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 a weird thing now if you dress too sexy forget about it especially if you go to a specific neighborhood Mm -hmm. you're gonna get harassed for sure so I'm, I'm very conscious of that and of course it's like unfortunately you know, you kind of adapt, right? It's like I'm not gonna be walking in some motion in a bathing suit in Paris. I mean I guess I could do I could I could do that. But it's it's so interesting and in, in a way it's a form of respect, but at the same time I still don't want to erase who I am. Right. So I'm still gonna find ways right. of like dressing the way I want to dress, expressing myself the way I want to express myself. In LA it's very freeing because mm. nobody gives a damn. Right. Also we have one advantage, we drive everywhere. That's what I was gonna so say. So I could be wearing like you, a thong right. in the supermarket, nobody right. would give a no, damn, honestly. Because no, you have the safety of your car. Yeah. Because I was also going to think too, like, oh my God, there there's a certain and my grandmother calls me every time she knows I'm going out. Um, there's a certain time of night if I'm wearing something and mm. especially in heels, I'm not gonna get on the subway. Like That's I'll, so interesting. I'll get in a cab or I'll order an Uber. You feel safer that yeah, way. Yeah, I feel way safer right. that way. Um, because I think when I get on the subway and I'm wearing heels and a skirt, I'm not sure. Like, I can't guarantee how mm-hmm. quickly I can, like, move and groove and get myself to safety. You're right. I mean, it's yeah. like it's self-care, right? It's like even mm-hmm. though my platform is about lingerie and self, like, empowerment, women empowerment and things like that, you know... I do have this thing, even in LA, when I walk to my parking lot and I hop on my car, I have that moment, right, where I look around because I've actually had, I've been chased down mm. like inside a parking lot oh in LA. God, it scary. was horrible. Oh, that's horrible. It was in the morning and this guy jumped on the elevator with me and he said nothing when I asked which floor. And then he started like running after me. It was, it was kind of like a comedy because I was running like this. I was, I was in heels and then I went back down. And you know, I've had different situations like like that throughout my life, and right. I was so freaking scared. But at the same time, you know, you, you take care of yourself, and mm-hmm. I do think I should not have to apologize for who I am. Like, right. if somebody wants to walk down the street, I mean, it's like I'm I'm taking like a crazy example with like a pink 
I don't know, to peace, like, right. then be it. It's right. like, who gives a damn? There are more important things in life. Right. Really. And why Why is what she's wearing or doing affecting you? So yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of people in my family, they're still pretty conservative. And, mm -hmm. you know, they had a hard time at first with my lingerie journey, especially right. my mom. She right. did not approve it at all. Right. And then I started telling her, you know, and sharing... Um, the messages that I would receive for from women mm. and she realized she said oh okay so you're not doing something too racy I guess right. and which kind of uh, satisfied that but you know it's so funny still like I remember like uh, you said you, you first met me and I was wearing this uh, sheer top and mm -hmm. I wore that on the plane actually to Paris mm. <laughs> and so I landed and then my uncle picked me up and um, we went to my aunt's place and she said, oh, you wore that on the plane? I said, yeah, why not? This is the time for it. Right, <laughs> right. Know? And it's, I, I thought that was just so cool to see, not only do you like look like yourself yeah. online and in, in person, but it was just, it was a reminder that I should, we all should do what we want. Yes. Because even in this conversation, I'm thinking to myself, you you prepare you're cognizant of your surroundings mm -hmm. but whatever is going to happen is going to happen exactly and you just and unfortunately i think women um probably i'm comfortable in saying this as well women of color in mm -hmm. particular really mm -hmm. have to be cognizant of that mm -hmm. and so there is this innate um survival right in all of us that like at the end of the day we're gonna we're gonna survive it and we're gonna we're gonna be okay and unfortunately um, we're living in a time where men sometimes, some men can sometimes feel like they are, you know, they have a way in, they have a way in right. where, you know, my bra showing through my shirt is not your way in. Yeah. Like, especially that, in those times and days, I really feel like we're really uh, living through a, re a revolution, you know, for women. Mm -hmm. And... I hope they get the memo. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> with us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, on that note, I would love to hear, um, you know, just a few more things. Uh -huh. What's coming down the pipeline for you over the next few months uh -huh. and over the year? What are you most excited about? Oh my God, over the year. This is like yeah. so it's far out. I know, I know. Maybe I can uh, focus on like what's, what's happening yeah. like the next few months, but I'm actually working on my first collection. It's going to be made in France. So I haven't, like, it's kind of like a big announcement because I haven't mentioned it officially anywhere, but. I, I'm comfortable saying it. Um, we connected with Elise Andreg, who's a French designer. Mm -hmm. She designs French French lingerie. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to create pieces for all women, not just thin women or right. bigger women. It's like, it's going to be an inclusive, inclusive. collection that. that we're going to be able to wear outside. And, uh, you know, it's going to be made of silk and French lace. You have to send me, like, sample. Oh, my oh, God. I will. I'm so I will. excited. I will. I'm very excited because I wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah. Like, I, I want to say, like, probably, like, 20 years. <laughs> and it just kind of happened, you know, because of my hustle and reaching out and... And then Elise said, why don't we create a, a collection together? So right. that's like the big thing that I've been working on. So I'm probably going to be flying back to Paris next month yeah. to try on samples and see what works, what doesn't. We already discussed, you know, the, the type of fashion and uh, the theme of the collection and all of that. That's fantastic. So that, that's a big one. And, you know, I have more collaborations uh, for social and beyond. And 
I'm also uh, working on my first ready to wear campaign, which wow. which is a big step for that me. That's a big step. Because I feel like I started being typecast as the lingerie model, and that's usually when I feel like, okay, that's it's time for me to yeah. try something else. Yeah. Because like we talk about versatility, right? Mm -hmm. And exploring who you are at different stages of your life. Right. I will always love lingerie, but I want to do other things. Right, and in this moment, you're ready to try something else yeah. and see where that fits. I love yeah, why, why that. not, why not? Because, I mean, uh, it's so funny. I was meeting with this designer here in New York, and she said, why don't you do more ready to wear? And I said, yeah, why not, actually? <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, on. So I have that going on. And, you know, also, like, taking care of myself and enjoying life also. But, you know, a lot of work, of course, and more travels. Right. Um, I'm working on being more bi-coastal and, mm -hmm. you know, here in New York. Mm -hmm. So between L.A. and New York and oftentimes also Paris for the collection, of right. course. So it's almost like bi-continental. Right, exactly. exactly. You're just hopping around. <laughs> but I need that that new uh, energy in my life because LA started getting too comfortable for me okay. and most of the work that I was booking was from outside LA gotcha. so I'm just excited to go out there and meet people like you and it, it feeds me you know and we can feed off each other's energy yeah. and it's it's really amazing that's so sick and just to close it out um, what does loving your body mean to you loving my body you know it's that's that's a big one but essentially it's it's not just the body right it's the um, it's your mind we say body and soul i think yeah 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 love yourself body and soul yeah and i discovered that through yoga and then it's having this balance between you know how i feel internally mm -hmm. and externally and know that you're worthy you're worthy. It doesn't it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your size. Oh, I'm a size 12 today. Like, be happy with this. Right. You know, or I'm a size 24. You know, just it's. But it's a constant battle, right? It it's is. not. You don't always wake up every day thinking I feel amazing. No. <laughs> like no. last night, for example, I didn't get proper sleep. So obviously today I said, well, I'm still gonna rock this, even though my eyes are not wide open and whatnot. But it's it's working through that, you know, right. working through the fact that you're not, how to say, you you're not gonna feel the same way every time. But right. you have to be accepting of that right and accepting of the fact that you're you're changing and being gentle with yourself being gentle right. self-care you right. know like i know for me as taking a yoga class sometimes just going up there and, and relaxing and coming out and having that feel good knowing what works for you mm -hmm. nurture your body nurture mm -hmm. your soul mm -hmm. so loving your body is really that take care of yourself i love that whatever that means to you i love that i think that's great and so where can people find you they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest under Jenny Ryu. So it's J-E-N-N-Y-R-I-E-U. And I have a website as well. I mean, you can Google me. You'll find a lot of uh, Seriously, resources. Google her. <laughs> Google her. You will learn all about her opera, cabaret background. It's it's quite fascinating. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having for me. For sitting with us. It, this has been great. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Seamless. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Need help updating your underwear drawer? Let us do the work. We curate lingerie and underwear that's suited just for your body. We provide monthly and quarterly deliveries of premium products. Just head over to burgundyfox.com and subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at burgundyfoxco and feel free to DM or shoot us an email at hello at burgundyfox.com. And listen... 
Take care of yourself today. Slow down and enjoy your coffee. Pick up a book that you've been dying to read or enjoy some time outside. You really do deserve it. Until next time, later guys.